Welcome to Aces Triple T's episode three. Aces Triple T's is a channel that we made to break down the top self-development books into 10 takeaways for you to apply to your life. I want to help you use the book the same way the book helped me. Today we'll be going over the top 10 takeaways for the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Get ready. Takeaway number one. There's four beliefs that brought us here today to the success we already have, but these same four beliefs may be the same ones holding us back. Belief number one, I have succeeded. Successful people have a mantra around their success. If you think this doesn't apply to you, think about how you charge into work every single day pumped up and ready to go. You edit out all your failures and you remember all your headlights. This is great for confidence in life, but at the same time, it can set you back in the future because when you want to improve, you think you have all the right answers. Belief number two, I can succeed. People who believe they can succeed see opportunities where others see threats. It's a great attitude to have, but when you believe that you're successful only because you can be, it's hard for me to take feedback from others and get better. Belief number three, I will succeed. Successful people don't only think that they manufacture success, they practically believe it's due. This allows them to jump at every single opportunity that comes their way. It can also cause them to overcommit. When you overcommit too much, it can lead to burnout, a weaker team, and a lot of turnover. Be careful for this. Belief number four, I choose to succeed. Successful people believe they do what they want because they choose to do it. When we choose to do things, we're very committed. However, when we have to do things, we become compliant. The more we believe that our results are connected to what we choose to do, the less likely we are to achieve results when we have to do them. Takeaway number two. Every organization spends time telling their leaders what they should be doing. However, we don't spend enough time telling our leaders what they should stop doing. When's the last time your leader held a meeting about things that they should stop? We get credit for doing good things, but we never get credit for stopping bad things. But they're flip sides of a coin. Grab a pen and a paper and grab a partner. And don't leave the room until your partner tells you everything you should stop. For example, if I had an objective to become more nicer, instead of saying more nice comments throughout the whole week, all I have to do is stop being a jerk. Think about an empty box. You fill the empty box every time you say a nice comment. But when you have to stop being a jerk, all you have to do is flip the box upside down. The job's a lot easier. Takeaway number three. There are 20 habits that are happening in the workplace every single day that are stopping us from the next level of success. Before I get into these 20 habits, I don't want you to think that everybody at work are bad people. It might be me or you that do some of these habits. It's just a personal failing that we don't really recognize. Some of these habits you have, some of these habits I have. The chances that we admit these habits is slim to none. Pay attention and get ready for the 20 habits. Habit number one, winning too much. There's a fine line between being competitive and over-competitive, between winning when it counts and winning when no one's counting. Arguing, putting people down are all habits that can ruin our reputation. For example, if you go to a restaurant with a friend and the restaurant wants to go to restaurant X and you want to go to restaurant Y, and the restaurant that you guys go to ends up being X and your reservation gets lost and you have a bad experience, there's two ways you can handle it. A, you can either make a fuss about the night, complain to your friend that you should have went with your restaurant and not enjoy the night at all, or B, you could be grateful and make the best of the night. 75% of the people would have went with option A and made a fuss about the night. Get a pen and a paper right now and write down things you could avoid this week to avoid the habit winning too much. Habit number two, adding too much value. It's difficult for successful people to listen without saying we already know that or we already did that. Imagine you're the CEO and I come up with you with a great idea. Instead of telling me good idea, you say, hey, that's good, but try it this. You may have improved my content by about 5%, but you reduced my commitment to execute by about 50%. Leadership is about making people feel good. 
This week, whenever you hear a great idea, instead of adding any value, I want you to stop, breathe in, and just say great idea. That's it. Habit number three, passing judgment. Whenever someone gives you advice, don't pass any judgment. They will think bad of you and remember you for it forever. If I go to my doctor with a broken leg, he might ask me how I broke my leg, but that's not his main concern. His main concern is to fix my leg and get me out of there. Be solution-focused without passing judgment. Whenever you hear a helpful comment this week, acknowledge it and keep moving forward. You're going to find over time that you're going to become a lot more agreeable and save a lot more time. Habit number four, making destructive comments. These are the cutting, sarcastic remarks you make every single day that serve no purpose but to bring other people down. It adds nothing but pain and it starts with something as a small comment like, nice tie smirk, all the way up to saying something in a meeting like, that was real smart. Ask the people who make these comments to make a list of them and they draw the blank. Ask the people who are the victims of these comments and they remember every single one. That's a statistical fact. So before speaking, ask yourself, is anything I'm going to say add value or is it going to put somebody down? If it's going to put somebody down, don't say it. Habit number five, starting off your sentence with no, but, or however. Whenever you start your sentence with no, but, or however, it's what you're saying is wrong and what I'm saying is right and nothing productive happens after that. The general response usually starts a dispute and starts a senseless war, which means nothing. Make sure you cut out no, but, or however out of your vocabulary right away. It adds no value at all. Habit number six, telling the world how smart we are. Whether you're saying, I already knew that, or I already did that, it kind of makes you look like a jackass. Next time, say thank you, be humble, and appreciate the advice. It's a three-step process. Pause. Ask yourself if what I'm saying is going to be worth it. Conclude it's not. And say thank you. Habit number seven, speaking when you're angry. Anger can wake up sleepy employees at work, but at what cost? It's not valuable in leadership because you never know what the reactions are going to be. You really don't want to be known as a leader who's emotionally angry. Think of Bob Knight. He won three NCAA championships, and when you look him up in Google, all you can see is his senseless arguments with the referees and him throwing chairs down the court. That's an example of how he was branded for life. Never get angry again. Habit number eight, negativity, or let me explain why that won't work. We all have that negative person in the group that always starts off a sentence with, let me explain why that won't work. There's no value in negative phrases, so why say them? Over time, we start ignoring people like this and stop bringing them ideas because all they're going to say is some shit negative phrases that we don't need to hear. If this is you, I would take a strong inventory of yourself and how much times you start off your sentences negative. Habit number nine, withholding information. The cliche that knowledge is power is truer than ever, which makes holding information even more irritating. It's the opposite of adding value, it's deleting value. How did you feel the last time there was a meeting without you? Or the last time there was a memo sent out to everybody but you? Most of the time our leaders are so busy that they forget to update us on all the information they've gained. The best thing for you to do if you're a leader is schedule out one time a day that you update your team on everything you've learned. What it's going to do is going to show them that you actually care about them and you communicate at a high level. Habit number 10, failing to give recognition. This is depriving people of the emotional payoff that comes with success. You fail to provide recognition and then you cheapen the gift. Most of the time we're too busy where we forget. But the best way to fix this is Make a list of every single group of people in your life, like your family, your friends, and your coworkers. Out of that group, pick the two most important people in every single group. Every single day, review that list and make sure you don't miss a chance to give recognition. Takeaway number four, part two of the 20 worst work habits. Habit number 11, claiming credit we don't deserve. We're depriving credit and we're hogging it at the same time. It's two crimes in one. 
You ever have that time as a kid or adult, you do something great and you wait and you wait and you wait and get nothing? Eventually, you end up thinking it's the way of the world. Every time you congratulate yourself after today, I want you to think deep to yourself and see if there's anybody else that deserves credit. If there is, call them and give them the credit they deserve. Habit number 12, making excuses. Whenever you hear yourself saying, sorry I was late but there was traffic, stop talking at the word sorry. Blaming traffic or anything else does not excuse the fact that you had people waiting for you. You should have started earlier. What's the worst that could have happened? You would have arrived early in the lobby and sat down? Even for ourselves, we use excuses sometimes to excuse some of our actions. You could get better at anything you choose, so stop making excuses. Habit number 13, clinging to the past. Psychologists and behavioral consultants understand our behavior by diving into our family dynamics. The way you were brought up as a kid has a lot to do with how you are now. But going backwards is not about creating change. It's about understanding. It will not change your future. Stop blaming others for choices that were made in your life, and that goes if they're good or if they're bad. Habit number 14, playing favorites. A lot of performers are stuck on sucking up in the workplace. Leaders say they discourage this, however it rules the workplace. If you ask a group of dog owners who gives you the most love at home from your spouse, your kids, your dog, or your friends, the dog always wins. If you ask the same group who do you love more, the dog doesn't win. Our dogs wait for us to get home, they don't talk back, and they give us the most love. If we're not careful, we could end up treating people at work like our dogs. Do a self-analysis on yourself and make sure the people you're giving recognition to are not linked to how much they like you or you like them. Habit number 15, refusing to express regret or apologizing. Apologizing is a cleansing ritual like confessing in church. However, we find it painful to do. It's because we don't like to admit that we're wrong. People that don't apologize might as well be wearing shirts that say, I don't care about you. Apologizing is the most powerful arsenal that we have in human history, so start apologizing right away. Habit number 16, not listening. One of the most common complaints I hear is people not listening. People tolerate all sorts of rudeness, but not listening holds a special place in their hearts. Perhaps it's because it's so easy. Close your mouth, open your ears, and focus with your eyes. When you fail at not listening, all you're saying is, I don't care, and people will remember you for that forever. Stop demonstrating rudeness and start listening. Habit number 17, failing to express gratitude. The two sweetest words in our vocabulary are thank you. Not only disarming and pleasant, but help us avoid problems. It's what you say when you have nothing else to say. People have a hard time saying thank you. You ever give somebody a compliment and instead of saying thank you, they talk about that compliment? How annoying, right? Whenever you're confused, just say thank you from here on out. Habit number 18, punishing the messenger. It's the news we hear every single day that we wish we haven't heard, and it's the small responses we make throughout the day. Until someone points it out to us, we never know that we're punishing the messenger. For example, have you ever been in a car with your friend, and your friend screams out, red light, watch out. Instead of saying thank you, you say, I knew there was a red light. Why are you screaming in my ear? What you just did right there is make your friend upset, and they'll probably never warn you about a red light again. The potential benefit of your friend screaming red light is your life could have been saved and it cost both of you zero dollars. Why ruin it? From here on out, say thank you. Habit number 19, passing the buck. It's blaming others for our mistakes. It's a behavior flaw in which we judge our leaders. A leader who can't shoulder the blame is not a leader that you're going to follow blindly into battle. A good leader knows it starts with me and it ends with me. Never pass the buck again. Habit number 20, excessive need to be me. Each of us has a behavior flaw in which we describe ourselves with every single day. Positive or negative, it's in our essence. If you're poor at returning phone calls, you might say the excuse like, hey, that's just me. 
Over time, it may become a virtue to you. When you let go of the excuse, the more you're going to focus on other people and the less on yourself. Less you, more them, equals success. Takeaway number five, goal obsession. It's not something you do to the next person and it's not the worst thing. But when taken too far, it can become a cause of failures. We obsess and sometimes we forget about hurting the people during the process. So it's actually a creator of flaws. Ask yourself, are you feeling pressured most of the time? Are you achieving a task and forgetting your mission? And are you supporting your family and forgetting the family you're supporting? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to make some changes right away. Takeaway number six, feedback. Feedback has been around since the first man kneeled down to the water to get a drink and seen his reflection. The most important feedback is 360 degrees from all angles. When you get feedback, it's very important to let your audience know four commitments. Number one, let go of the past. Number two, be honest. Number three, be supportive. And number four, have your audience pick something in themselves that they want to change too. Once you do that, you'll get good, pure feedback. Takeaway number seven, apologizing. It's the most magical healing gesture known to humankind. It has a return on investment that will make Warren Buffett green in the face. In 2001, Morgan Stanley was sued and paid $50 million to settle conflict of interest charges for dealing with favorable companies. The next day after they paid the $50 million, their CEO, Phil Purcell, blew it in a speech on live television when he tried to rationalize the fine. You can't wink when apologizing. Apologize, and that's that. Takeaway number eight, listening. 80% of success comes from listening. Takes every muscle in your body and especially your brain. Bill Clinton was a master of this. Whether you're a doorman in his hotel or part of his Senate, he zoned in and pretended you were the only person in the room. There's three tips. Listen, gauge your response, and think before you talk. When we listen to our bosses in a meeting, we're zoned in. Why don't we do this with everybody else? If you want to practice listening, all you have to do is count to 50 in your mind without losing your train of thought. The more you do this, the better you're going to get at listening. Takeaway number nine, follow-up. You do not get better without follow-up. Everyone can do trainings and classes to improve in life, but only about 70% incorporated into their lives. People get busy and caught up and forget. A great pro tip for you is find a coach, one that doesn't feel like he's forced to do this, that you could call every single night to hold you accountable. The more you do this, the more results are going to appear in your life and the more happy you're going to be. Go through your phone book and find a coach right away. Takeaway number 10. There are eight rules to help you handle the process of everything you've learned so far. Rule number one, you might not have a disease that behavioral change can cure. It might just be a symptom and it might just need some time to go away. Rule number two, pick the right thing to change. Successful people hate being wrong more than they love being right. For example, if 10% of your team tells you that you get angry and 40% says that you don't follow up enough and 80% says that you don't take feedback, it seems pretty simple, right? Taking feedback is your biggest issue. You'd be surprised at the folks that take the smallest issue first and try to tackle the easy things. Think of a golf range. You see so many people practicing with their driving stick, but when you look into a golf game, you only need 18 shots with your driving stick and over 50 with your short sticks. That's an example of picking the easy things to focus on. Rule number three, don't delude yourself on what you need to change. It may not be the easiest thing to change and it might take a lot of time and effort. Be ready for that. Rule number four, don't hide from the truth. A lot of times we put off doctor visits or dentist visits till the last second when we really need to go right away. It's the same thing as figuring out the truth. It's always best right now. Rule number five, there is no ideal behavior or benchmark. Michael Jordan was the best at basketball, 
However, he wasn't the best at golf or baseball. It's the same thing in our workplace. Pick one thing to choose and get better in, better than everything else. Once you improve one thing, everything else improves with it anyways. Rule number six, if you can measure it, you can achieve it. Runners measure how much they run. Athletes measure how much they lift. And at work, we should measure our goals. Make sure you're measuring your goals every single day. Rule number seven, monetize the results and create a solution. When money is a part of the equation, it's more likely to get done. For example, there was a father who wanted his kids to stop cussing. What the father did was he put a jar in his kitchen and for every time there was a cuss word, he put a dollar in it. What he realized after a week is he was the one doing most of the cussing. It's always good to add money to your goals and what you're trying to change, so monetize the results and create a solution. Rule number eight, the best time to change is now. Out of everybody watching this, 30% is going to make a change and 70% won't. Those 70% are going to say tomorrow, New Year's, Christmas, 2018. Today's just as crazy as tomorrow. The best time to change is right now. In closing, I want you to close your eyes. You're 95 years old and you're laying on your deathbed. Take a deep breath. You're given a chance, one last chance, to tell the person watching this video one personal tip and one professional tip. What would they be? Now open your eyes and look at those tips. The same tips you just gave that person, I want you to give yourself. Start your journey right away. YouTube family, thank you for watching Aces Triple T's What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Like the channel, subscribe to the channel, and share it with your friends and family that you want to see grow. Everything I'm doing here is to make you better, and any feedback you have for me is always welcome. Comment right below. It's the Aces.